Hello, and welcome to the Thinking Jew Podcast, where we dive deep into Torah and Judaism to uncover its hidden beauty. Come join us as we take a closer look and breathe new life into traditional Jewish ideas. And now, here's your host, Rabbi Moshe Siegel. Hello, and welcome to episode 62 In today's episode, I want to discuss the topic of clothing in Jewish thought. We often view clothing just as something that we wear. We don't necessarily pay a lot of attention to it. But as we look through various biblical and rabbinic sources, we find a decent amount of emphasis on it. The clearest example of this is there's an entire section of the Torah dedicated towards the clothing that the priests wore in the tabernacle and the temple. And the question that I've received on this is, Why does the Torah care so much about the external appearance of the priests? Why does God care what they wear? Doesn't God value who you are internally more than the clothes you wear? Are you a good person, a kind person, a God-fearing person, a loving person, etc.? Isn't that more important than the materials and colors of your clothing? Another example of the significance of clothing that we find is in the Midrash. The Midrash teaches us that there were certain attributes that the Jewish nation kept to despite their bitter slavery. And it was in the merit of retaining these behaviors that they were saved. One of them is that they didn't change their clothing. Despite being in Egyptian slavery and falling to a very low spiritual level, they remained wearing their Jewish style clothing. And again, you can ask really the same question. The reason God saved them was because of their clothing? Doesn't the verse also state that they cried out to God? Was it not a more internal aspect that warranted their salvation? Was it just the fact that they wore Jewish-style clothing? There must be more to this concept of clothing than initially meets the eye. What's the deeper idea of clothing? There's also a lot of other laws pertaining to clothing, such as a prohibition to wear a garment made of both wool and linen. There's a mitzvah of tzitzis, which we hang strings on the end of our four-cornered garments. There's general laws of modesty. And there's even a rabbinic obligation that a Torah scholar not walk around with a stain on his shirt. So again, what's with this focus on clothing? Why don't we just say focus on your internal character traits? So to properly understand the deeper message of what clothing represents, we have to look all the way back at the beginning where clothing are first introduced to mankind. If you look at the end of the second chapter of Genesis, chapter 2, verse 25, the verse states, quote, And the two of them, Adam and his wife, were naked, but they were not embarrassed. So in the beginning of creation, Adam and Eve were created unclothed. There was no concept of clothing yet, and the Torah tells us they didn't care. There was no embarrassment. The Torah then continues with the story of the snake enticing Eve and then Adam to eat from the tree of knowledge, which God had just commanded them not to eat from. And as an effect of this sin and eating from that tree, the Torah writes as follows. And both of their eyes were opened, and they understood that they were naked, and they sewed for themselves fig leaves and made themselves loincloths. Right after this, God confronts them about their sin, punishes them for it, and the story ends with the following verse. And God made for Adam and his wife leather clothing, and he clothed them. So often when we analyze this story of the sin of Adam and Eve, we think of it through the perspective of man's sin. But let's try today to analyze what happened through the perspective of clothing. The Torah states clearly that prior to sinning, they were unclothed and not embarrassed by that. Why is that? Were they clueless? Was shame an attribute that only came into being through eating of the tree of knowledge? So that's not the case. 
The Kabbalists provide us with an unbelievable answer to this. Kabbalah teaches that Adam and Eve were created on such an elevated spiritual level. They were so godly in their initial state of creation that their souls shone forth so brightly through their bodies that it was as if they were wearing clothing of light. Kosnos or with an aleph, a clothing of light. When they sinned, they diminished this light as they became distanced from their great spirituality and more associated with the physical world. As a result, for the first time after the sin, Adam and Eve both viewed themselves as a physical entity rather than a spiritual entity. Until now, they knew their bodies weren't clothed, but who cares about their bodies? It was so insignificant. Their sense of self was wrapped up in their soul. Once they sinned, they lost that close connection to the soul. They fell from that great spiritual level and associated their identity with their bodies. Once that happened, they felt naked, they felt unclothed, and they felt the need to cover themselves up. So what is clothing exactly? What's the message? What were their initial clothing of light? What does that even mean? And what was the role of their leather clothing that God made them in the end? I believe the answer is that there's really two distinct roles that clothing plays and there's one common denominator between them. The common denominator is that clothing is the interface between you and everyone else, between you and the world. Clothing is the means through which you present yourself to the world. You can dress like a millionaire and people will think that you are. You can dress like a pauper and people will assume that that's what you are. You can dress with clothing from a certain country. People will assume you're from there, etc., The clothing you wear tells a certain story of who you are. Initially, Adam and Eve wore clothing of light. The story this clothing told was that the people wearing them are a soul. There's a piece of God inside of them that they were expressing to the world. That was their message outwards. This type of clothing is called clothing of honor and glory. However, after they sinned, they began to view themselves as physical flesh and bone. And that was extremely shameful for them to present themselves to the world in a way that externally appears the same as all the other animals, they no longer had this great spiritual light shining forth anymore. So they covered themselves up to remove their embarrassment. The Talmud actually states that the word in the Torah for clothing is levush, which is a contraction of the words lobosh, no longer embarrassed. That's what the word clothing actually means in the Torah. It's that which hides embarrassment. So there's two elements of clothing. One to remove embarrassment, and the other to present oneself with honor and glory. And the common denominator between them is that clothing is how you're presenting yourself to the world. Are you presenting yourself merely as a physical specimen like all the other animals? Or are you presenting yourself as a soul temporarily locked into a physical body? Now the Torah teaches us something amazing here. Even after we've sinned, and even after we no longer have clothing of light, our souls no longer shine through our bodies like they once did to humans in the Garden of Eden, we can still utilize our clothing as clothing of honor and glory. Not only is clothing to distinguish us from the animal and to remove our embarrassment of our physical looks, but it's also to provide us with honor that as we interface with the world, people should see us and recognize an elevated human, a godly soul. And for this reason, a Torah scholar can't walk around with stains on his clothing. And the priests also have special garments that they're obligated to do the service in. These garments also, they reflect the honor and glory of living an elevated life, of serving God. This was also the great merit that the Jews had when they left Egypt as well, that they didn't change their clothing. 
it wasn't just that they kept their more modest Jewish-style clothing and weren't influenced by the more provocative Egyptian styles, but rather they remembered what clothing represents. They remembered that clothing are what God gave Adam and Eve to cover themselves up with and to remind themselves that they are much more than animals, to remind that they might have lost their light externally, but it's still buried deep inside of them. So the Jews in Egypt retaining their Jewish-style clothing mean they remembered who they really were. They knew that inside of them there was a piece of God, there was a beautiful spiritual light that was waiting to shine forth. There's a lot more ideas that I'd really love to expand on here regarding clothing, but I'll just end with one last amazing insight. If I were to ask you, what's the one part of our bodies that we leave completely exposed nowadays? It's the face. And if I were to ask you, which part of our bodies provide us with access to really connect to the internal state of another human being, to somebody else? Not just their body, but their emotion, their feelings, their values, their true inner self. How do we find that in somebody else? Where do we see that? Also in their face. Looking into somebody's eyes, seeing how their face creases with joy or cringes in pain, what they look like when they laugh or when they experience grief. This is what gives us access to what's really going on inside of a person. Now listen to an amazing thing. How do you say the word face in Hebrew? Panim. The word panim means someone's face. What else does the word panim mean? It's like the word pnim, pnimius. It means internal. It's what's inside. The Torah is teaching us that the window to the soul, to the real person, is through their face. And that's why the face is the only part of the body that remains completely unclothed. I have a few really amazing, cool other points that I'd love to add here, but I'm going to end now. Anyone that wants to hear this bonus information can go to thethinkingjew.com and sign up for my email list, which sends that bonus information after I have any on any episodes. Alternatively, you can read the bonus info on the website itself under the bonus info tab. Really looking forward to adding in some other cool ideas on this topic as well. I'll just end with giving everyone a blessing that we should all appreciate the amazing light of God that really does exist deep within all of us. And we should all merit living an elevated and honorable life that truly and properly reflects that greatness within us. Until next time, I want to wish everybody an amazing week. Thank you for listening to the Thinking Jew podcast and for taking the time to study Torah and deepen your connection to Judaism. If you found value in today's episode, please leave us a rating or review and subscribe to the podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or topic requests for Rabbi Moshe, please email thethinkingjewpodcast at gmail.com or visit thethinkingjew.com.